the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. My name is Selwyn Whitehead and I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. And as I've shared with you in the past, I have three law degrees. In addition to my JD, I'm also a Master of Taxation Law and a Master of Intellectual Property Law. Now, because of my education, my training, my life's experiences, my life's observation, and my lifelong interest in business and money and finance and the creation of preservation and transfer of wealth within families and communities and the roles that these particular aspects of economics play in the lives of everyday people like you and me, I primarily practice bankruptcy law. However, I also practice some of the related fields, that is to say debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and of course taxation law. Now with these areas of law as my reference points as they relate to personal, familial, community and small business finance, I've spent the greater part of the last 40 years, both before getting my license to practice law or even going to law school for that matter, uh, and after fighting for the economic empowerment and independence and autonomy of women, people of color, and communities of color, including especially indigenous communities. Now, because I grew up as a military brat and helped create one with my former spouse, I know firsthand how hard it can be economically for our citizens, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and women and Marines, and their families in our sometimes less than patriotic capital-based economic system, especially after these individuals separate from the service. As such, I also proudly serve veterans of all stripes and in all branches of military service. And when the situation prevents itself, I am sometimes at least able to at least attempt to vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves, ourselves, the targets of, and unfortunately more and more, the victims of some of the most pernicious forms of financial elder abuse that you could imagine running rampant in our society today. So I'm coming to you again today to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting individuals, families, and small business owners. However, as always, I must ask you to please note that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information information 
tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and hopefully provide you with at least an overall outline of some of the key issues that may help you seek out and find the qualified professional help I believe you need if you have a legal issue that intersects with your finances and or your other assets. Now, those of you who regularly listen to this show know that I am an unabashed space geek. Well, I won't go to those shows, whatnot. I have, since I can remember, as uh, had a schoolgirl's crush on the very concept of space and its relationship to time, and the idea of finding out exactly what the hell is going on out there in the vast recesses of the universe and exactly what is our role as human beings in the grand scheme of, of, of the known and the unknown universes. Now, my infatuation with the concept of space-time was sparked by my very first encounter with a picture of and then a three-dimensional model of our solar system. And while the concept of our little planet circling this huge sun, along with its sibling planets, was and remains fascinating to me, but even more fascinating, even more captivating, and even more intriguing is the huge mask of dark space beyond our solar system stretching in all directions for who knows how far that was and remains intermittently broken up by stars that hold other solar systems with planets that may sustain other beings just like us or likely very different from us. My initial infatuation and curiosity and fatuation was transferred or transformed into true love the very first time I saw Star Trek, the original television series, which aired on September 8th in 1966, more than 55 years ago, when I was already a 7th grade science geek and math nerd. And this love only blossomed over time, such that unless I am far away from a television set or otherwise unable, I have watched every single NASA launch, including those ending in tragedy, such as the Challenger space shuttle disaster that happened 36 years ago this weekend on January 28, 1986, when it blew up shortly after launch, losing the entire crew including civilian Krista McAuliffe, a school teacher, wife and mom, and the first member of NASA's Teacher in Space Project, and an astronaut and payload specialist who was going to teach classes and conduct some experiments for her students, including me, in space. And then there was the disintegration of the Columbia Space Shuttle. 19 years ago, almost to the day on this weekend on February 1, 2003, losing the entire crew upon re-entry after an otherwise successful mission. And the first of these tragedies, the death of Roger Chaffee, Ed White, and Gus Grisham, all members of Apollo 1, who perished on the same weekend, January 27, 1967, when a flash swept through Apollo 1 the, in the command module while they were testing the module. So, 
As you can see, making a contribution to the further understanding of space, time, and gravity, and relativity, and how they can be used to allow us mere mortals to theoretically at least transition space-time in order to gain a better understanding of our universe are serious matters for serious people because the subject matter has serious consequences for those individuals who undertake and I paraphrase here the words of the late astronaut Neil Armstrong, they take small steps for men and women that yield giant leaps for mankind and womankind, thereby making it possible for humankind to collect the data sets that will eventually allow us to solve the mysteries of our universe. Now, moving forward in space-time to now, the last weekend of January 2022, mankind, including all women and girls, or as I said, humankind, made another giant leap towards our collective greater understanding of our universe. Out, uh, out there in space, when in NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, that you can find more about at www.j wst.nasa.gov which this the James Webb telescope was launched on Christmas Day uh, December 21st 2021 and it traveled 1 million miles in 30 days to reach its destination a point in space known as Lagrange 2 or L2 on January 24, 2022, earlier this week. L2, for those who want to know, is one of the five spots in space where the gravitational pull of the sun equals that of Earth, such that anything caught out there at L2, effectively, the gravity will cancel each other out to form a stable gravitational um, zone. And that's what's going to allow the Webb Telescope to circle a derivative individual point in space that's caused by this canceling out to this gravitational zone. And it, it will orbit this space, this blank space, like it's a planet. These and there and after the telescope will lock into this orbit for the next 20 years and be able to peer deeper into space than any other observation that has come before it. Now, there are many logical reasons for Webb's expanded view of our universe that its older sister telescope, the Noble Hubble, which has been in orbit around Earth for 31 years since its launch on April 21st, 1990. And you can find out more about Hubble by going to nasa.gov forward slash mission underscore pages forward slash Hubble. Now, Webb can and will see further uh, than any of the existing uh, satellites, including Hubble, because of each satellite's power, wavelength, size, and orbit. All things I believe necessary to boost the reach of NASA scientists, as well as to assure the reliability of the collection of source data it analyzes and thereby helps us make sure that the decisions members of the science community make 
about the future use and access to space-time. Along the same lines and using the same scientific reasoning, I submit that we as Americans will be able to enhance our ability to make more sound legal decisions that impact us all when President Biden elevates a highly qualified black woman to the Supreme Court of the United States because as a direct result of her, whoever she may be, she will have a unique set of life experiences as a black woman living in America. And because of that, she will only add to the collective knowledge base of the Supreme Court, giving it, giving us, an additional perspective that will help us plot a more precise path to our collective goal of an inclusive American justice system and that more perfect union that we espouse. So when we come back, I'll give you my rationale for this bold statement. But first, I'll take a short break and I'll see you on the other side. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law. As I share my scientific basis for the conclusion that America needs a black woman on the Supreme Court of the United States for the same reason NASA had to supplement the Hubble with the James Webb Space Telescope. And why is that? So we as a nation can gain the additional perspective required to plot a more perfect path towards our collective goal of inclusive justice. Now, before the break, we were discussing my lifelong love of astronomy and how astrophysicists and scientists use their scientific research models and other analysis to search for more knowledge about space-time and gravity and relativity in order to further our collective understanding of how we, through them, can be mere mortals and still at least theoretically transition space-time in order to gain a better understanding of our universe and our place in it. And using as my reference point the characteristic differences up until this month between the premier space telephone, tele, uh, telescope at that time, the Hubble, the Noble Hubble, which has been in orbit around the Earth for 31 years since it was launched on April 24, 1990, And again, you can find out more about the Hubble at nasa.gov forward slash mission underscore pages forward slash Hubble, which uh, is being succeeded by but not replaced by the more robust James Webb Telescope 
that nestled into its orbit earlier this week on January 24, 2022, some 30 days after its launch on Christmas Day 2021. I contend that even if the Hubble is eventually decommissioned, it really can't be replaced because it was only through the knowledge base gained by the Hubble that the web could be designed and deployed and all the knowledge ever obtained about the universe will have pre-staged the initial uh, 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 information that's bounced back to Earth by the Hubble telescope. (laughs) Now, Webb, once fully deployed, will see further because of the differences in the satellite's power, wavelength, size, and the contours of their orbits. All things, I believe, necessary to boost the reach of NASA's scientists as well as ensure the reliability of the collection of the source data it gains and uses to analyze and thereby help us make sure that the decisions we members of the world community make about our relationship with space-time are based on scientific fact. For example, Webb is 100 times more powerful than Hubble. Webb focuses on infrared wavelengths, while Hubble focuses on visible and ultraviolet light, with just a smattering of infrared. As such, Webb can see further back in space-time than Hubble. Also, Webb's primary member is approximately 6.5 meters in diameter compared to Hubble's much smaller 2.4 meters. And according to NASA, Webb's significantly larger collection area gives the Webb around 6.25 times more collection area. And if you have a bigger area to collect data, you're able to analyze a greater swath of data and make a better decision. And as such, Webb has and will have a significantly larger view of the universe than the Hubble's telescope. It's guesstimated that Webb can see 15 times the area of Hubble. And finally, Webb's orbit that is one million miles away from Earth at L2 will block the interference and the brightness of the celestial bodies that it's closest to, the sun, the Earth, and our moon. And that being away from it will keep it cool, and that's an essential requirement of a telescope being able to look out into the universe and see things in the infrared spectrum. As the Earth orbits the sun, Webb will orbit with it, but it stays in a fixed spot in relation to the earth and sun, and therefore it can block out that huge light source. Hubble, on the other hand, orbits the earth at only like 570 kilometers above it, making its close proximity susceptible to interference from the heat of the sun, the earth, and the moon, thereby limiting its range. So, I'm going to iterate on those same set characteristics 
that I believe will be impacted when a black woman is elevated to the Supreme Court of the United States. I contend a Supreme Court with a well-qualified black woman associate will be more powerful and more reflective of our society as a whole. There are some 22 million black women in America representing every segment of our society. Our life experiences will only enhance the predominantly white male upper income homogeneous perspective of the court. Broadening the perspective by, for example, bringing to the fore the fact that most of us black women either have first-hand knowledge ourselves or we have a close member of our family who's gone through the trials and tribulations of carrying a black child in our bodies and risking our own lives in doing so. Such first-hand knowledge could, if already available on the court, broaden the perspective of that court when it comes to making decisions about a woman's right to control her physical autonomy. Second, a Supreme Court with a well-qualified black woman associate justice will have a more expansive view of the criminal justice system. As many, if not most of us, have family members who have intersected with the American criminal justice system. As such, we bring additional insight into how we believe that there is a school-to-prison industrial complex that is unnecessarily marginalizing some of our youth and placing them on a track to failure with no return ticket. Thirdly, a Supreme Court with a well-qualified black woman associate justice will expand the depth and breadth of knowledge and their skill base and their, um, uh, their set of intellectual knowledge uh, the same way that Webb, because it has a larger collection vehicle than Hubble, the more perspectives and the wider breadth of knowledge that the associate justice bring to the fore, the better the analysis will be and the more likelihood that there will be sound decisions made. Fourth, a Supreme Court with a well-qualified black woman associate justice will assist the court in broadening its view on a wide array of matters by breaking up some of what some believe to be a bent towards maintaining the view of that only white male lawyers are capable of making sound legal decisions that impact all of us. So, we're going to leave it there for now, but as always in closing, I like to say here at Selwyn's Law, we always want to stay on the right side of the law including utilizing our collective judicial system in America to help America plot a more perfect path to our collective goal of inclusive justice. 
But before we go, as I mentioned to you on the last show, I am going to start producing a, a television show on a, a network that was created by and for women. Win Win Women. That's located at winwinwomen.tv. And it's part of the Win Global Network Incorporated. So I urge you to check that out this weekend. Just go there and look at the lineup. And I'll give you more information about my show as it develops. But in the meantime, in as much as it now appears that we're going to be living with a variant of COVID-19 for the foreseeable future, I once again ask you to please get vaccinated. And if you're already vaccinated, please get boosted. And even if you have all your shots, but especially if you don't, please take the necessary precautions to protect not only yourselves and your families, but those of us you run into at the grocery store, like me, by keeping your social distance, masking up, and washing your hands. Till next time, please take care. Bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to SelwynWhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the Law Office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.